Welcome to Games We Grew Up With, a podcast that relies on nostalgia and a geeky sensibility. Each episode, we'll talk about one of the video games that left an impression on us as kids, put on some rose-tinted glasses and reminisce about it, then replay the game and see how it's held up over the years. This episode, we'll be rocking out with our socks out and talking about Guitar Hero, Rock Bands, DJ Hero, and just a whole bunch of rhythm games for the PS2, Xbox... Xbox 360, PS3, I'm Chris. I'm Katie. We've got our instruments ready, and a five, six, seven, eight, here we go. Let's go. So this is going to be a bit more rambly uh, of an episode than some of our standard episodes, because we really aren't going to be focusing on just one game. We're kind of going over a genre right now, but, you know... Forgive us a little for that. We just, it was easier just to lump it all together. Wait, the old ones weren't rambling? Ah! Ah! More rambly is what I said, to be fair. (laughs) (laughs) But just as a heads up, we will be having some fun non standard episodes coming up. We already are going to have them recorded and ready to go for you all. So we'll still be getting some good content out to you all. Also, be on the lookout for some fun streams that are coming up. There might be some in-person streams coming up between the two coasts that should be fun. So be on the lookout for that. So we'll, we'll, we have some good content coming to you guys soon. We know we've been a little bit behind on some of our episodes and everything. So we are trying to get some stuff out to you soon We're, and have some fun while doing it. Hope you've been able to join us on some of these streams that can't be played on VOD because we're not allowed to. I am going to try to get some of the clips up on YouTube where they'll be more allowed. So be on the lookout for that on our YouTube channel of Games We Grew Up With. But all of our channels, again, you can find us on all of our socials everywhere at GWGW Show. You can join us, as I said, on Twitch, uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. We love chatting with you all. Maybe one day we'll create a blue sky because that's a thing now. Uh, Just what we wanted, more social media. We're so good at social media. That's what so we need. So good. So good. Anyway, come talk to us. Come chat with us. We always like chatting with you. We had some good conversations on our uh, F-Zero episode page. So we'd love to hear from you guys about some of our other episodes or just anything you want to chat about. So reach out. Yeah, we have fun. And hope you guys have fun, too. So all that good news being shared, it's time to move on to our video game trope of the day. Trope of the day! Widdly wah! Widdly wah! Yes. <laughs> so, Chris. That was an Aqua Teen reference. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> I just couldn't think of anything, just meat wad having a really high voice, and I couldn't, I couldn't bring it to life. So, Chris, what's our video game trope of the day? Our trope of the day is the specialty controller. Katie, what can you tell me about specialty controllers or peripherals? Peripherals or periphery, like yeah. I kept calling them, even though that's not the way to call it. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm pretty sure that shows up in our rose section. Forgive me. <laughs> this is for those games that come out, and really the only way to play them is with a special controller, sometimes put out by the developer specifically for this game. Other times in general, you can use more general ones. Um, to beat the game. I also want to use this and kind of broaden that just slightly and also include controllers that people use that aren't made for that game specifically but can make that game easier to play. 
Mm -hmm. And so we'll talk about some scenarios where that pops up. But of course, for our first example, we come with all of these rhythm games, these music games, Guitar Hero, where they made you buy a guitar with it in order to play the game. I mean, it came with it. In fairness, it just made the game like in the early $100. Yes. Yeah, well, yeah. So, yeah, the guitar, and then it went to drums and Drums and a keyboard eventually and a microphone. Because yeah. the karaoke games come with microphones. We have DJ Hero has its own DJ thing. Yeah. The, some of those musical peripherals got really crazy because there was a, a game that was called, I think, like, Rocksmith and it was an actual guitar and they're like this game will actually teach you how to play guitar because it was an actual guitar that came with it but you also could plug in your own guitar it was wild yeah I want to say my brother-in-law had that or at least some version of one of those games yeah so of course all the all all those music games you need a peripheral but then you've got stuff like you had the power glove for Nintendo Uh, one of the original peripherals one of yeah one of the one of the OG extra hardware you had the um the mat that was used for a bunch of stuff like the the track and field game used it oh, i want to say yeah because you remember a cousin had that like I so that was used mat. for a bunch of stuff There's yeah also of course the light gun for duck hunt also one of uh-huh. the old school ones the super scope for the super snes scope. and bringing it forward a little bit you had the oh donkey conga had had their special drums yeah which is how you played, and I loved. You have DDR mats, so you could buy special DDR mats to play DDR at home. And you, you had, like, the hardcore ones, like the metal ones. The metal ones. Yeah, my best friend growing up had the metal mat because she took it so seriously. Yeah, like, you had kind of like the light guns. You had, I remember, uh, you had other, like, the arcade shooters had mm-hmm. guns. I know the Dreamcast, our neighbor up the street, had, for, like, the Time Crisis, House of the Dead type games, had light guns for those games yeah and it's it's funny with light guns that you need a crtv basically to get them to work they don't really work on modern well, tvs yeah. anymore which is so <laughs> funny but this is like this was the translation all of these games at least the initial starting ideas were arcade games translated to console games uh, that was an additional controller was they would make the uh fighting game yep controllers so it had like the big arcade style joypad and, the and, and that's buttons. how the serious like tournament people play is on those arcade yeah. sticks they don't play on a controller but you have kind of more general controllers coming out like a joystick for a flight sim like you can play mm-hmm. without the joystick is it way easier to play with the joystick yes like <laughs> that's just going to be something that happens As we learned in Chuck Yeager of me trying to, or (laughs) TIE Fighter, me, TIE Fighter was awful without the joystick. It was real hard. Yeah. So, so those kind of games come out. More modern versions, you have, of course, the Wii Fit, the board for the Wii, if you remember, for a bunch of those fitness games. You have the Kinect is really a version of this where it's a peripheral you have to buy to play some Kinect games, all those, like, those kind of games. What was what was the game that was like the second version was on the Kinect and the first version it was like a mech game like Steel Oh 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 something. yes I played a demo of that at Comic-Con one year and it almost made me sick. Uh- <laughs> Steel Battalion. Yeah? Steel Battalion. Yes, yes, Steel Battalion. Um- yeah. So so like the original Steel Battalion had like a $100 controller that was like mm-hmm two and a half feet wide and yeah. had like all of the buttons 
And then they made a Kinect version, so it was like none of the buttons. It was the weirdest shift ever. And apparently, well, apparently the Kinect version was terrible. Yeah, but. they went very opposite ways. And I did yeah. play a demo of it for Comic-Con. It was fun for the demo until I started getting motion sick and was like, I'm out. That <laughs> doesn't surprise me at all. I think one of the classic peripherals that nobody talks about but kind of everyone talks about is Tony Hawk Ride, which was a skateboard. Uh. Yeah. And it basically killed peripherals. That was the game that was like the people are like, you've gone too far. You've yeah, gone too like, far with this. We're out. We're done. We're done. And that's what killed it. Kind of another interesting dynamic, though, that isn't as direct and doesn't apply directly to certain games are controllers that help players play better but aren't necessarily needed for the game. So, for example, mm-hmm. back in the day, you used to have the turbo controllers so you can auto fire and stuff like that. Yep, yep. And rapid fire, and that's why they're not they're not legal in a lot of tournaments and stuff like that. So they've kind of fallen out of fashion, but that was a big thing for a long time. We had a turbo controller for our Sega. We didn't yeah. really use it that often, but we had it. Uh, yeah, because it had like the little selectors to be like auto exactly. or like Which buttons did you want to yeah. auto? Yeah. And then in both most more modern and not modern, because we're talking about uh, Mario 64, the speedrunning community specifically has controllers that they will switch to for the Bowser battles because they're better for Bowser. So you'll see the speedrunners switch controllers right before a Bowser battle, beat Bowser because hmm. it like turns faster, and then they'll yeah. switch back to the main controller because it just doesn't feel quite right for everything else. It's fascinating how controllers can be that specific and really need to be precise in order for some of these especially those really precise speed running games uh-huh. so i just find that really fascinating that's a different way that yeah. specialized controllers are still very relevant in those kind of situations but yeah so i mean it is it's a really there's a lot of different i know this was a broad we call it a trope it's not a trope but whatever you have to deal <laughs> with it it's our trope uh it's a broad trope but it's there's so many different examples of it. Like it started when I started writing the notes up for it. I was like trying to think of a couple, and then I was like, "Oh wow, there's a lot of games that have specialty yeah. peripherals, and it they've existed for so long." Like we said, you know, with the light gun, with the power glove. You know, really mm. early on, they had these kind of specialty controllers, and they continue to still exist. Well, VR isn't exactly the same way. It's 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 bordering on it when you have the PS VR that is attached to your PlayStation. It's right. essentially a t- style of peripheral. Like it's not it's not a VR like the Quest that's its own system. The fact that it's based on a system, it feels like it falls in that same category. So it's a really interesting dynamic that we're still seeing, even if not as uh, specifically in our modern era. Producer Lisa just brought up all of the we didn't even talk about like. Skylanders, Lego Infinity, what well, Lego Dimensions? Oh God, yes. Like, yeah, where where they turned peripherals into a collectible. Yeah, like, like amiibos almost. Yeah, yeah. That the, the idea, yeah, yeah that these collect like these collectibles that help you play the game because those are very similar. Uh, yeah, and those are of course targeting young kids and and, and collectors. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that was just a blatant money grab for most yes. of those. Yes. Unlike we the other ones that are like, look how we can change gameplay up by using this right. thing. I still don't yeah. understand the point of Amiibos. Please message us about <sighs> what the point of Amiibos are. Chris and Lisa understand, but explain it to me like I'm five, because I might as well be five when it comes to this. It, are they just collectibles? Do you get anything interesting out of it? Why do I care? Hit us up on our social media. <laughs> a little bit of all of that. Yeah. That's how I would describe it. A little bit of all of it. Including the why do I care. Like, <laughs> but 
there's again it's 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 such a wide world and we're we're taking kind of a very narrow look at it right now but it is such a fascinating it almost if we still did tech episodes they almost deserve their own tech episode on how each of them apply and work and everything but that's yeah. why the specialized controller had to be today's video game trope of the day trope of the day all right, let's talk about the game slash games of the episode. Katie, what can you tell me about Guitar Hero and Rock Band? Yeah, we'll mostly focus on those, those two franchises. Two. We'll focus yeah. on those two because they really are the staples of of the the genre yeah. we're talking about. I'll say. So let's start with Guitar Hero, which was, of course, the first of the generation. The original Guitar Hero was developed in 2005 by Harmonix and published by Red Octane, who were the ones who developed the controllers. So very, very close association, of course, with the controller and the game itself. Unsurprising. Mm -hmm. It was created originally for the PS2 with a, the special controller that was made to resemble a miniature Gibson SG. So that's the style of those original controllers, which is kind of always fun. Yeah, and I think I said this in the Rose, so we'll talk mm -hmm. about it later, where I had a, a third-party version that was a flying V guitar instead. Yes, you did, which is yes. awesome. Um, or it might have come with a later game or something like that. That's kind yeah. of how they work, like specialty ones. But uh, according to Rob Kay, the game's lead designer, the idea for Guitar Hero was directly inspired by Konami's Guitar Freaks, which was an arcade game. Again, as we were talking about the peripherals, they were all based on arcade systems, basically. Yeah. As was Guitar Hero. Basically, the player used a guitar-shaped controller to interact with the game. Like It sounds real familiar. Uh, fun thing is, Chris and I, I think there's a video even on our Instagram of Chris and I playing Guitar Hero in an arcade. So it's gone full I circle. Was, I was trying to remember that. I was like, we did play Guitar Hero yeah. at that barcade, right? At that barcade, we did. Yeah. We were real bad. Oh, the controller was also really bad, if you remember, because it was not in good condition. Well, of course, because it was in an arcade. <laughs> the game's initial budget was around $1 million that the developers basically had to drum up the invest investment themselves. They tried to go to multiple different companies and different people to try to invest in them, and no one wanted to invest in them. So they basically got a bunch of small investments to do it because everyone thought it was going to fail. Oh, yeah. It proved to be wildly because, like, incorrect. <laughs> oh, yeah. I. <laughs> it, it did crazy crazy well it's really funny because apparently microsoft had been heavily interested in a peripheral uh, like a tar like a music peripheral for a system mm -hmm. and you know the xbox really wasn't as big yet and so they still did it for the ps2 and so the xbox so i really find that kind of funny that microsoft was specifically yeah. interested and it just didn't work out in the timing the controller initially had pressure sensitive fret buttons to mimic the playing of a real guitar uh, but the idea was dropped because it was way too hard. Could you imagine how freaking complicated that would be? No, I uh, like <laughs> it, it was one of those it's like, oh, this would be super cool and they like actually like thought it out and were like, oh no. No, Fortunately, this would end yeah. terribly. Yeah, so, this would make it so hard. As we said, people should have invested in the game because it was critically acclaimed it was 91 out of 100 on metacritic ign mm -hmm. specifically praised the fantastic soundtrack which is basically the backbone <laughs> of this game is having good yeah, music the entire point but they really loved the guitar peripheral like they just it was just so it was unique it was something that no one in north america had really seen anything like this before especially not as right. a home console 
And so it really made the game stand out more than anything else. The game in 2005, again, had a budget of $1 million and in 2005 alone made $45 million. So they did very well for they, themselves. They did okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it ended up, we're not going to go through all of them, but it ended up spawning at least, because I tried to count as much as I could, but I definitely lost count, at least 23 sequels on multiple systems. This is from mobile systems, the D- Nintendo DS, arcades. Like it I, is I saw the, spanning I saw so the, many different the, things. The ridiculous DS peripheral, speaking of insane things. I used things to have to sell like, them and they were no one wanted uh, to buy them. Like the thing that you just like clip on and it's yep. got the, the fret buttons, like And it didn't and you were supposed to strum on the screen of the DS. Uh, yeah. It was bad. I mean, it's, but it was such a popular franchise that those games even sold well. They weren't good, but they sold really well. Oh yeah, um, like I mean, it was a cash cow. Like they could just crank them out. Yep. They could add uh, downloadable songs or just. I think that was the key to a lot of their success down the line was the downloadable content that they could just update and add more and more songs online, and people would pay and buy them. Uh-huh. And they still they still do actually. We'll get into that. Specifically, the next thing we want to talk about when we're talking about sp- uh, like the, the the spinoffs and other games that came out after that, we have to talk about Rock Band. It yeah. is the a, the spiritual successor. Now, it's it came out while not done in the official Guitar Hero line because Guitar Hero ended up coming out with their own multi instrument game, which I believe was World right. Tour. But I think World Tour was the first time they had yeah they had yeah. the the other. Stuff. But it is interesting because it was developed, uh, Rock Band was still developed by Harmonix, but it was published by MTV Games. It came out originally for the Xbox 360, PS3, and PS2, and the Wii in 2007. So really, two years later is kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. The original box was massive, and it came with a guitar, a drum kit, and a microphone. But you yeah. could add in there a second guitar to play bass multiple microphones if you wanted eventually i think initially it wasn't right away but they added in multiple microphones and then they added the keyboard enhancement later on so there were so many different instruments you could play with this game it's critical response was also huge people loved it it's about a 92 out of 100 on metacritic and the game had sales of around 4 million units with a global revenue of around 600 million so yeah, Rock Band uh, did very, very well. And then again, that doesn't really include any of the DLC content, which I know they made no. a ton of money on the DLC. And they could just, as we talked about, development ended up being the most expensive part of development for these games, ended up being the paying for the rights to the songs almost more <laughs> than it was for the development. Because once the initial yeah. setup was done, once they got the guitar stuff done, once they got all the instruments done, that was really it. Those were the hard parts. Yeah. Then when you're doing the sequels down the line, it was just adding more songs. Right. And then eventually, as as we said, Guitar Hero got back into that mix where they yeah. released their own drum set. And then you had other stuff. You had DJ Hero, which was just a yeah. massive, not really pivot, but like, you know, it's funny because DJ Hero came out right around when like mashups were a big thing. So it was you know a, a separate peripheral and that probably took a lot more work because you you know they actually had to create these mashups themselves i think yeah. most of them were were made by the company themselves and then you know integrate it with the peripheral 
and they pulled in a ton of of DJs and artists to make that happen. Like they pulled in, they pulled in Grandmaster Flash. Like he was kind of your, he was the tutorial voice, and like this is the dude that essentially created modern DJing. Like yeah. he invented uh, the the piece of the slip map, which is what you put under the vinyl so it could yeah. slide around when you do that like this is this is the dude that made modern DJing happen and they pulled him into DJ Hero like that's how big these franchises are like yeah that's what they thought they were creating yeah it was worth it for a while yeah. DJ Hero i believe even had two sequels on its own that's what I'm trying to think if it did. I know oh. I know it was received well and then just kind of but it was kind of on that downslope of music games because no one wanted to buy stuff anymore. Like yeah. it's which is a shame because again, the game is really good and it, it's super interesting to read about the development of that game because again, they had to make their own mixes. Yeah. And they apparently they did a lot of MIDI sequencing and um I think I looked up they used Ableton, which is like commercial off-the-shelf music producer software box but yeah like ableton and and fruity loops are the two big ones and like they use that to make the game which i thought was really neat yeah it's fascinating how how huge and big this whole idea of these rhythm games basically became they're so simple in concept and they just really did explode and the last rock band game that we that was developed came out for the ps4 but they're still releasing songs to this day. You can still buy like they're releasing new songs every week still for that for that game. And it's really hard now to find peripherals online because they're expensive yeah. as heck now because they, no one makes new ones. So it's really interesting to see those dynamics and how it was huge and it took over everything. And now it's kind of disappeared for a bit. And I always I wonder if there's going to be a resurgence. But we'll we threw out our drum set. A handful of years ago because it just took up so much room should have sold it apparently <sighs> probably but or sh- or held on to it then sold it but if you had no room well had no room. i would have loved to hold on to it but we those things are not small like, no we are struggling on where to put it to be fair <laughs> so with all that said you can hear we're already so excited about this game but it's time to play that chi ocarina of time go back to the pan pants back to the back pants. to the pants it's time to go back to the past back before we had a chance to play this game and let's go over our memories from guitar hero rock band and all of these rhythm games let's go let's do it <laughs> That music means we have gone back to the past, back before we've played this game again, get our impressions and what we remember about this. This is kind of interesting because this is a little bit later than we've typically done, but I still think it it is very important to us. So, Katie, what can you tell me about Rock Band, Guitar Hero, just that whole genre that came out of rhythm games that use large plastic peripherals? It's a game that immediately was attractive to us. I do remember. And I, I'm pretty sure we got it for the PS2 at some point. I don't know which one of us got it. It was probably you. Uh, yeah, I remember. I got it for the PS2. It was Rock Band 2. 
Oh, was it? I got no, it for Christmas. Guitar Hero. Yeah. Guitar Hero 2. The Guitar Hero. Thank you. Guitar Hero 2. Because I know we've said it earlier in this episode, this is including all of them. So yeah. they, they all kind of blend together at and some point. And they do because- It was Guitar Hero They two. didn't- as, I don't remember them changing- from game to game, other than having different songs. That's all they no. were. It was different songs. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure the the version I had was like a third-party peripheral. Probably. So, but that just meant it was a flying V guitar instead of like a normal one, which was kind of fun. Yeah. No, and, and that's... So we played it for the PS2, and... It was, you know, it's it's your very, at the time, it was very basic, like, rhythm game of, like, and the reason it was really fun was because it was songs we knew. It was songs we loved and played, and that's what made it so fun. And I do remember the difficulty. I never got good enough to really get to the, like, all five fingers going, like, all five keys going. Oh, yeah, yeah, because, I, right, I'd because it was... I'd have to do the was, easier difficulties were only, like, there was, three of there them. Was five, there was five keys yeah. on the neck of the guitar. And then obviously the the strummer, yes. and yeah, it was like the the easy was only three, and then medium was four. Yeah, and then once you got above that, it was using it was oh. using all five, and then yeah. like later versions added like the the slider bar. Oh and, god, I don't even think I got yeah. that far. And then like as as producer Lisa just pointed out, and Rock Band added like the drums, yes. right? Like, and that was huge. And the singing, it was karaoke as well. Yeah, and then Guitar Hero followed on, I'm pretty sure, right? Because they added their own drum set. Yeah. Um, I liked that one more because it had cymbals. So the Rock Band one only had the four pads. Rock Band, like, two added the cymbals. Did they? Yeah, you had to get it separately for Rock Band of, like, it was an extra pieces you had to buy, so it was never required, but you could mm-hmm. add them in Rock Band 2. And then... I think Rock Band 2 is also where they added the keyboard. <laughs> well, that's just absurd. <laughs> <laughs> and obviously, they, we, we talk about guitar, there's also bass, which used the same peripheral, but it yep. was the bass chords. And I just, I, I always laugh at the things of the mechanics of the game of things like the star power, which is how you got like extra power-ups and stuff. Mm-hmm. And on the guitar specifically, in order to activate it, you had to swing the the you had to the, swing it up the neck of yeah. the guitar up, and these weren't great peripherals. They broke really easily. They're old plastic, so I just remember when you tried mm-hmm. to activate, sometimes you'd be like, "Up, oh god, it's not working." Up, up, and you're trying come on, to like come on, fling the guitar up to get star power going. Like, go! Uh, I don't remember when I got Guitar Hero originally because I, I do remember playing it in in. I remember playing it a ton in my my new place that I moved into when I started my job. I remember oh, playing it there late. a bunch. Yeah, that's why I think it was right at the like it must have been in like the early. I mean, early I, to mid two thousands. I think the game didn't come out till I was I was late high school was when the first one or second one came out, and then early college for me. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense that. So I think you got it before you moved. I must out. have, yeah. Because I know Rock Band came out while I was a junior in college. Because I remember we went. Okay. I didn't get it. A friend of ours got it. Um, but I he didn't have a car. And he needed a car because he couldn't pick it up on the bus from the pre-order. Because it was a <laughs> massive box. And since I had a car, I had to drive him to pick up his pre-order of this massive game. And then we ended up from the dorm room 
creating a mini band where there was the same people who we made we did career mode with a band that's and, fantastic. And we all played the same instrument every time and did a whole career mode uh, on rock band in college because, of course, that's when you would do it. It's because you know, like, it's yeah. a great game for like a party situation in college. Yeah, we did a whole career mode in, uh, of, of rock band in college. So I know that Guitar Hero came out before that because obviously that rock band wouldn't have existed without Guitar Hero. You must have had it or maybe one of your friends had it because I remember playing this game in your apartment in college yeah because i i i borrowed it from that friend okay when he didn't yeah, okay. have anywhere to put this the periphery because his dorm room didn't have enough space at the time so they moved it to my apartment for a while and so i, I had it at remember, my apartment yeah playing yeah. playing it there yeah yeah i'm and, and i'm looking at i'm looking at the songs that i remember from guitar hero 2 and this might date it a little bit because i remember it had the new black from okay. every time i die and let's see, Woman by Wolfmother. Oh, okay. I remember liking that one. And then because there was also, I mean, the, the older songs, there was, I want to say, like, uh, Flock of Seagulls and uh, Message in a Bottle. Yeah, they always and I liked some playing those songs. songs a ton, yeah. While I played a lot of Guitar Hero, I think I ended up playing a lot more of rock bands, so I think more of those songs stick out in my head. Um, but again, it, that that was the only difference between these these games at the end of the day yeah. was it, like rock, a Guitar Hero but to Guitar Hero 2, 2, 3, 4. And then they had all these special mm. editions of like Guitar Hero, like Metallica or Guitar Hero. I own, I own that game. Like, I definitely own. Yeah, they had the Beatles. It was one of. Yeah. And they had the Beatles. I think they did ACDC. Like there was a bunch of them that mm. they did. I remember Rock Band specifically. We had the Xbox 360 version, even though I think it also came out on like PS2 and PS3. But I didn't have a PS3 at the time. Mm. And but we got the Xbox 360 version, and it was like the one time I was like, "Oh, downloading all of the content makes sense because they just oh, make new yeah. music packs available to download." And we spent probably way too much money on those new music packs. <laughs> we bought all of the songs, but that like that was such a smart use of downloadable content. Because yeah. it, you don't release a whole game to release five new songs, but when they would get com- permission from bands to mm-hmm. release more songs, they could just release them and make them available, which was really, really nice and convenient. I remember Rock Band with the drum set, because we bought that eventually. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had Misery Business on it, yes. and I loved playing the drums on that one. That yeah. one, and I forget which Rise Against song there was. I literally broke a drumstick and I had to go to the music store to buy <laughs> drum new drumsticks for, for rock bands. Perfect. <laughs> no, it, it, I remember also the difficulty levels were shown in stars of like one star, super easy. Mm. And uh, in the career mode that exists in all these games is you'd start basically your career. And I always appreciated that the surroundings of the person you're in started in really small clubs and like basements and then as you're yeah. you got harder and progressed further you got into bigger venues and they showed you it like walking in in a bigger venue and bigger deals but the songs got harder and so it was one to five stars and then I don't know if this was rock band only but then beyond five star like they turned all five stars into little demon heads when it was harder than five stars oh yeah I think I remember that couldn't tell you which one it was they threw in like through the fire and the flames right exactly that was one of the big ones like it seemed like a bunch of people had this game like i remember going to parties just, and it, playing. Was it was a perfect game. party it was game the perfect like, party game 
So, yeah, like, t- talking about apparently the power of Rock Band, uh, producer Lisa just reminded me a story of our friends. We literally invited one of Lisa's co-workers over to play Rock Band. They had never met, Perfect. but we were all just bonding playing Rock Band at, like, 1130 at night. <laughs> like, it's a game that you could just play together and pick up and just go, like... You don't it's need- Or it's what I remember. I know, this is this is... What it uh, it is what we remember because we haven't played it. Yeah, you don't you didn't need to overthink it. It was just anyone can go in, especially again when you got to the rock band or the multi instrument ones, where if someone wasn't comfortable doing the guitar part, you had the microphone they could just sing, or they could do the drums, or they could do you know a bass line, which often was simpler. Like they just there were options to make it easier for everyone, and it, and- it made it entertaining because of that and easy for anyone to pick up. And I want to say you could have very difficulty levels, right? Yes. Each instrument so picked like their own each difficulty instrument, level. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it could be, it, it really was a fantastic, fantastic party game. Yeah. It just, it got overdone after a while. Uh, well, again, because, because I remember buying DJ Hero. That's, yeah. I mean, that's not a multiplayer game. It's literally like a little turntable and it had... Like four four buttons on the turntable, and it would you would have to move the turntable, and it also had like the crossfader. Yeah. So you would have to you would have to go between the turntable moving back and forth. I don't remember if you had to move a certain amount, but there were definitely buttons, and then move the move the crossfader back and forth correctly. Yeah. Like I, I I very lightly played DJ Hero because that by the time DJ Hero came out was when I was working at the video game store. And mm-hmm. so when someone uh, sold us back the game to uh, to be sold again, I could borrow it because we couldn't open a box to play the games. We were allowed to borrow games were, as long as there was an you open were testing copy. testing it. Well, that's why they, testing... that's why the policy yeah. existed was to test uh-huh. games. But once there was a, but you couldn't open a brand new game and just be like, put yeah, it in the box. yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. once it, we got a used one, I borrowed it and played it. But uh, specifically, I was so excited because the pre-order bonus for DJ Hero was this really nice Puma messenger bag. Oh, that's right. To put your like, yeah, your DJ equipment in, and so we had extras of it. And so I got to keep it. And I still use that bag. It was a really nice bag. Nice, nice. That's about all I remember about DJ Hero is like I got a really good bag out of that game. There uh, wasn't there wasn't anything really memorable about that no, game. No, no, because then that that's when the, the the whole thing started petering off and and things started getting to it was just too much and the equipment was breaking all the time, which is crazy now because it's hard to get the equipment because they stopped making it. Well, and yeah, so now people who want to play well, it, it's hard to find. Electro, not Electro Harmonics. That's the actual music company. The company that made it, yeah, Harmonics went out of business like a couple years ago. I want to say, like they lasted for a long time. They did, but when basically the series ran out, they ran out. Well, yeah. Well, and then Tony Hawk made Skate, and that just killed all peripherals. Oh God, yeah, Skate did. Well, that's another thing. (laughs) (laughs) But in general, it it was a great party game, but. I think it's time for those those scores then. This is going to be tough to score because we're talking basically in general, how did you feel about all of these music games with the big peripheries? Chris, what is your rose-tinted score for all of them? I'm going to go with a 9 out of 10 just because all I remember is fun. Yeah. All I remember from these was fun. They yeah. were probably... 
problems, things broke, things didn't work correctly. You know, the song, the mechanics were jacked. Right. I do have a note. One of my Rose notes I remember playing with, again, talking about how many different people I played with, producer Lisa's brother at one point at, like, her parents' house. Yeah. I remember playing, like, it was Killing in the Name. Okay. Which they had a hilarious radio-friendly version of that. All the radio edits, that was also yeah. freaking hilarious. I think they, they turned the end to, hey, you, I won't do what you tell me. And it's just like, all right, whatever. <laughs> But I was like, why is this song harder to play on this piece of plastic than it is on the real guitar? Like, I know how to play this song on the real guitar, and I'm I'm messing this up. That sounds about right. Yeah. But, like, just fun. Fun, fun, fun. <laughs> Nine out of ten. What about you? What's your Rose score? I have to agree. Nine out of ten. It was just, I have such good memories associated with this game because I played it with so many different people, like you said. We played it all the time in college. It was just, it was a game that was like, are you bored? Let's play some rock band. Okay. And yeah. I, I, I did it one where I went up to visit my best friend at her university and we hung out at one of her other friend's house who had Guitar Hero. And that night we went and beat the whole game between the two of us just nice. like in one night sitting. Because it was, just, it was fun. It was easy to just be like, no, we're doing this. We're beating this game. And so we stayed up till like 4 a.m. beating Guitar Hero. Like, it's just what we did. And it was so much fun. And I have such good fond memories of this game that it, it can't be anything but a nine. Yeah, I agree. Like, it was it was a game you could just play whenever. That's So, so what's your predicted score? It, and again, hopefully we're going to be able to play this together. We, we will. The equipment showed up. In the near future. And it's working. Ooh. So my predicted score is an eight. I think the the problems of why people stop playing it, why it stopped being popular, are going to pop up. But I still think it's going to be so much fun to play it in person. I think it's going to be more fun because we'll be able to play it in a group than just yeah. playing it by ourselves. So I'm giving it an eight. What about you, Chris? What's your predicted score? I am also going to give it an eight. I think some of the novelty might have worn off. I yeah. think there is going to be some. It's going to be really hard to not have the rose tinted glasses of playing it again mm-hmm, mm-hmm. just because um i do producer lisa did find i still have one guitar left over yes. i don't have the drums drums are gone, gone so forever. i'm gonna see if i can gone for i they're not yeah they're they're in a dump somewhere yeah that's so right. i'm gonna see if i have dj hero i don't think i do but i might <laughs> but i definitely have at least a guitar peripheral and all of those games so i'm gonna try playing that kind of on on my own as well so i'm yeah i'm i'm looking forward to it i think yeah Uh, it'll be interesting for the full episode i don't know how much more we're gonna be able to expand on literally what we just talked about we'll find out (laughs) yeah but we're looking forward to it so let's go play that chiacarina time go back to the present back to when we've had a chance to play this game and hopefully we have something to talk about so let's go yay Rock on! So we are back from the past. Back from before we played this game. We have now played this game. We played it in person for a little bit. Mm-hmm. We played it individually afterwards. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about briefly before our, our main thoughts. Uh Katie, what can you tell me about Rock Band and Guitar Hero? They're they're essentially the same thing in their mechanics. 
in their we mechanics. We don't have to talk about and, a plot because the plot I was doesn't say, exist. And their plot, which is, because there is yeah. campaign modes in all the games. Yeah. Their, their campaign is be a band. You're a band that <laughs> Go on be, tour, goes earn from, money. Yeah. <laughs> right. That And with that money, you can buy new outfits. Like, that's pretty much the career mode of of all of these games. We talk about the mechanics. This is, there are colored either keys for, like, a guitar or the each uh, drum pad is a different color. You have to match mm-hmm. that color to whatever's coming down the screen in the pattern that they're sending you. That's the main point of the game. Match the rhythm to the song, basically. They were different. On the instrument. Yeah, there are different difficulty levels. Like the main thing to talk about with difficulty levels with like the guitar is Keys. beginner was only three buttons. Mm-hmm. It was easy, uh, easy, medium, hard, easy and, and medium. Yeah, easy and medium were four buttons. Sometimes five. Sometimes. So in rock band, it was always four. So the e- e- medium, I should say, on rock band. Sorry, medium on Guitar Hero. Was only four buttons. Because okay. Rock um, Band would you'd use like there'd be one or two sections that yeah. had a fifth button, which would mean you would have to move your hand. Yes, it's a pain. And then once you get to Hard and Expert, it's yeah, more more keys, more notes, and more more fingers. Yes, and <clears throat> so you, you there would be chords or multi notes at the same time for most of the instruments when it got more yeah. difficult, and. And then you basically you build up combos. Combos like on these kind of games are the longer you get every note right in a row, the more higher your multiplier is, the higher your combo. The way to pass a level is get a certain amount of stars or just not Mm -hmm. fail. Don't continually miss notes over and over again. Then you fail the song. And that's how you move on. In this game, there was either, I believe Guitar Hero called it Star Power. In Rock Band, it ended up being called Octane. Because again, that was, the, that was the name of the company. Overdrive, sorry, uh, Overdrive. In Rock Band, it was Overdrive, called Overdrive. Yeah. Because again, Harmonix did develop both games, but by the time Rock Band came out, Harmonix had been bought by MTV Games, whereas right. Red, Red Octane had been bought by Activision. And so that's where the games diverged. Red Octane kept Guitar Hero, and then Harmonix did Rock Band with MTV Games. So they did have to switch some of the names around and everything. I think that's why I switched things slightly so it wasn't the exact same game. I think a DJ hero was called Euphoria or something like that. Yeah. Uh, There are team power-ups as well on those band games. On all the band games, if you you hit the same notes at the same time, you would get a boost in, like, uh, power-up or points. Um, Your star power would be boosted if you did it, all those kind of different things. And so, again, because this was one of the games that we included was DJ hero, which is kind of less intuitive mm-hmm. than than you know a guitar or a drum peripheral but it was so it was a turntable with three buttons and then you had the other side that had the um slider which I'm going to remember the actual crossfader and then a volume knob so like it was the same thing where you would hit the three buttons in succession, and that kind of simulated when you would. Uh, so, like a DJ, they'll like move the move the record mm-hmm. to a certain point to repeat something. Like, not necessarily because you could also like hold the button and do the the scratching part, and that was a big part of it. But like hitting the button itself was kind of that that moving the record from from where it is in its turn and then the crossfader was going between tracks so it's yeah. like you had 
you know, three buttons on the turntable, and it kind of represented your your typical two turntable setup, where yeah. like the the green button, the outside button would be one track, the other outside button would be the the other turntable, like moving those, like juggling those. And then the middle button would be kind of that that center console of just like adding uh, extra sounds and samples and stuff like that. It was a it was a very unique approach to how to make being a DJ into that sort of a setup. Game. It's it's Ga- how yeah, to gamify like, being a DJ. Yeah, like going back because when I played it originally, I knew nothing about that, and then you know briefly went down a rabbit hole and started watching DJs just for funsies. And realizing that's what they were simulating, so it's yeah. like it's it was approachable to normal people, like not not DJ fans, and then people who know how DJing works. It, it, it was neat. Yeah, and and so the more advanced you would get, I think we all found who played it. The more advanced you got, the more intuitive it actually felt for at least the 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 ones I played because I didn't play DJ Hero since, and more recently I played it back yeah. in the day. But it would be things like, Chris, I know you talked about on guitar, it was actually harder when it was too easy because they'd miss notes and they'd miss rhythms sometimes and it'd feel a little bit off. I think the same happened on drums where yeah. it, it the drums you could actually add cymbals on. So you actually added extra uh, but quote unquote buttons basically to click, but it almost felt more natural because there were certain songs like, oh, this is a symbol. It should be hitting a symbol. And so when you added right. those more quote unquote difficult elements to the game, it actually felt more intuitive to actually how you would not really play it, but it felt like it matched the songs a lot better if you made it more difficult. Yeah. I mean, and there was that gap kind of in the, the medium ish difficulty yeah. where it was just sort of like it. It was simplified, but not simplified enough. But mm-hmm. and and uh, as I said in the rose section, there's songs that were harder to play in Guitar Hero than real life. And part of that is, and this is one of my notes, is they have to make the song playable on that instrument. Yeah. So, at uh, my big note was Aerials by System of a Down. The song is super, super easy to play on the guitar. Like, I literally showed you before we started recording this episode just how easy it is. And playing it in rock band is really, really hard because instead of a bunch of, like, open strings, you're having to, like, hit other stuff. It was like, I don't have to move my hand this much to play the song. Yeah. It is those kind of little dynamics are really interesting. But they did try to incorporate some things for logical reasons. So when you're playing the guitar or bass, you have the five different keys as we talked about it. Some are the Mm -hmm. the highest versus the lowest. But if only one string, which is what each of these, you know, keys was supposed to represent, was supposed to be strum basically, you could actually hold the buttons higher up and hit the and and strum and it would only count the lowest one. Because that's how it works on a real guitar of if you hold one string low and high it on, the lowest mm-hmm. one is the only one that matters. Lowest is in lower oh, I thought it didn't let you do that. Did I not? It, it did. did. I, not I, tr- I tested that? that. Ah, okay. Because that was one of my other criticisms. Was yeah. sometimes where you could do that, you can essentially yeah. I yes, didn't. You can know as if long I as it's not that. a chord. If it's a chord, then you can't ah, do that. Ah, fair enough. So if it's a single fair note, enough. you could. If it's a chord note, you can't. 
At least not and that they I did found. have stuff. They did have stuff like hammer-ons. They did, which was interesting. Hopos. So instead of yeah, hopos, hopoed. <laughs> Kyle hammer and I had to look that up because because yeah. we were hammer-on pull-off. I should say, yeah. Which we had is to look which that is up. We're thing. like, what the heck is a hopo? <laughs> <laughs> hopos hopoed. And that that makes sense. So you don't have to strum. You just mm-hmm. move be move you move to the different keys because that's. A, a very very important thing in guitar so yeah. it, that made sense there are certain things added uh like i know the guitar hero world tour guitar that i have has and i think rock band has it too it has stuff up on the neck yes so like there's a second set of keys up on the neck for like soloing the way that it works in guitar hero world tour is it's all hammer-ons at that point or slides almost mm, so and it's not even keys it's just kind of like you know pads there's not actually keys so it feels a little definitely feels more like hammer on stuff and there's the singing which i thought it did does a pretty good job it i don't know how it works i didn't look this up i'm assuming it's just trying to sort of capture pitch yeah it does words don't matter you could sing the wrong words as long as you're at the right pitch it would it would count it or close to the right pitch what's really interesting in some of the more modern ones so we had rock band four i didn't play one of the older ones i played like basically Mm -hmm. the newest game because that was just what we could get our hands on yeah and they have a mode for singing where if you get into harder expert mode on certain songs they're like hey if you don't sing it exactly right, but you're in the correct key and it quote unquote sounds good, you can still get credit for it. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I don't know what sounds good means. I think it's as long as you're not like crazy out of pitch, uh, yeah. you would get credit. And so I definitely got credit on some songs because I went into the expert mode and was like, lolzies, <laughs> close enough. Um, on the opposite that end, made me... Chris found out that he's been singing harmonies for a long time. Yeah, just in the one song. So so we played this for a couple of days when I was out. So we played with me and you and, and producer Kyle, and then we played it the next day. I remember we were up to like 11 o'clock at night on a we Sunday, and it's like, weeks. we have to work tomorrow. <laughs> but let's keep playing rock bands. Let's keep playing. But yeah, it was an uh, impression that I get, and the chorus came up. I was like, why am I failing? Because I was like, I know this song. It was like, I'm singing the harmony. I didn't realize that every like what I know as the main melody is actually the quote unquote harmony, <laughs> which you could do like that's a different yeah, you mode can actually for singing. Pick a harmony yeah. mode. It, it is really interesting. The other thing we didn't talk about for all of the instruments on these again on the band songs. So you not only picked a difficulty of easy, medium, hard, or expert, but each song had a rating for how difficult it was for that particular instrument, a rating of zero through six, essentially. So there yeah. were five circles. It was either empty if it was the easiest for that instrument, so super simple songs. So even on mm-hmm. expert mode, it is the simplest of expert songs, basically. Yeah. Uh, up through one, two, three, four, five. And then after five, it just changed all of the circles into little demon heads in Rock Band, which yeah. I found funny. Yeah, and that's only in rock band. That's not a thing in yeah, Guitar Hero. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, so they don't even do the different ratings on the diff- difficulty of instruments? No. Interesting. Nope. So yeah. in rock band then, uh, they did that. And so it was a good way of being like when 
producer Kyle and I would play, and he is a far better uh, guitar and bass player than I am. We'd pull up, we'd both have our guitars out, and it'd be like, oh, the bass line is a four out of five, and the guitar is a three. I'd be like, well, Kyle's playing bass. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I'd make him do the harder parts. Uh, so it gave, it gave, again, it added an extra level of difficulty. But this is also a way you control your friends, because you're like, oh, this song's <laughs> not so bad. The overall rating is relatively easy. And then you'll see, like, drum rating is, like, four out of five you're like good luck (laughs) and that's always good fun and we talked about i mean we did again we talked about this in the rose section but this is the epitome of a party game you don't really play this alone even back with the original uh with the original guitar hero where it was just a one player on guitar it was so much more fun to play with other people, even if you, only one person this was song, doing it. You played this song by yourself so you could unlock the songs yeah. to play at a party later. Exactly. Much much like Smash Brothers, where the only reason you play Smash Brothers by yourself is to unlock characters to play Smash Brothers <laughs> with other people. Also, I, I, and I, I remember this from our drum set when we started yes. playing on yours... Yeah, where I had to recalibrate it because I was like, yes. it felt like I had to lead. If I, I I would have to lead the drum hits to where it looked like, mm-hmm. which I could do. But then, like, if I got into a groove with the actual song, You'd I would miss off. everything because yep. I was so. Fortunately, they have that mode, which hopefully I didn't calibrate. ruin it for. Yeah, no, we've recalibrated for, since. So there you, you went go. back. <laughs> But for other reasons, because we also cleaned up the guitar, we cleaned all the ah, instruments and stuff, so they needed to be recalibrated. Re- but yeah, I mean, and that's that's a that's a very important part of that. Like with rhythm games in general, is being able to get that. So in the in the simulator world, they call that transport delay, mm-hmm. the difference, and it it matters in in controllers as well, right? It but does. like when you're doing a rhythm game, it's incredibly important to get the transport delay to zero or to compensate for it yeah and so that's a really interesting and that comes up again when we talk about our special controllers that's why speedrunners will use specific controllers because it has a right. very specific you know either adaptation of the delay or works with this or feels better like that's part of that as well um but again for rhythm games it's particularly important yeah and i should say just in case it's not clear trans when i say transport delay it's the delay between input of the inceptor and the response yeah. in the game or system which is important for simulators because it gets yes. rid of simulation sickness and it's important in rhythm games because that's the point of rhythm games yeah and and it's this is where it can be really interesting well you can know someone who's not very musically inclined but could still be very good at a rhythm game because they can match the beats producer kyle's raising his hand as the podcast world can't see <laughs> but producer kyle raised his hand he's it's not that he's bad at, like he just you don't really carry a tune or anything like that he can't does can't really carry a tune but he's really good at rhythm games <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with that it's actually really interesting yeah. in those dynamics the other thing that should be pointed out when we're talking about the band play and playing as a band is, and I talked about how, oh, if the bass part's hard, producer Kyle's playing that. One thing uh-huh. to note when you're in band mode is you can't both be guitar and you can't both be bass. Everyone yes. has to play different instruments. Uh, except for singing, you can have multiple singers. 
I think because Gosh. one person is lead and the others are harmony. But yeah, yeah, you, you like you do have to play different instruments, which I think is important to know. Unless you're doing the competitive mode, then you can have guitar versus guitar, of right? Course. Which is which is interesting because there are a lot of songs that have multiple guitars. Yeah, but, but that they just, just kind of exist mesh those together. Yeah, which is fine. Which is weird. Again, it's funny when we are playing because it's like I know how to play a bunch of these songs, mm-hmm. but it's like I am a rhythm guitarist. I've always <laughs> I play rhythm guitar. So it like goes into the lead parts of these songs. I was like, I don't actually know anything about the lead of this song because I'm yeah. all I know is how to play the rhythm guitar of this song. Doing games like this as well as just pure karaoke also reminds people of you don't know the lyrics as well as you think you do. No, we <laughs> had that. We had that in our stream today. We had that when we were streaming in out of the West Coast. It's like I don't actually know any of these words. Yeah. And and that that's the fun part about all of that is like you're like, "Oh, I don't I don't know the words as well as I thought you did. But the words, as yeah. we mentioned, aren't nearly as important. But it is that moment of like, oh, God, I don't know the words. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I got away and got like an expert score on singing baby metal, which is in Japanese, which I do not <laughs> know Japanese. And I still got, I think, a like 95% on that song. So there I wish, we go. I wish there was a way... I think maybe if you're in practice mode, I think practice mode in, in Guitar Hero is just no fail. Mm-hmm. But like if you miss hitting a note, it doesn't play it. Yes. So it's like, well, that's sad. Yeah. And it's like, it gives you like the worst feeling in the world where you like miss the timing on the last note of the song. Especially with the then last it's just held like, note. <laughs> yeah, just, just like silence. I was just like, oh. Womp yeah. womp. Yeah, it is definitely a sad moment. Or like on a solo when you're on like the epic solo and you keep messing it up so it keeps them like yeah. brr, brr, and you're like, No, I'm trying. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's the thing. It also makes the, the hilarious like bonking noises when you miss. <laughs> Again, I definitely will have to clip up our um videos of us playing uh when we were out on the West Coast because there were some pure panic mode uh, on some of those. Oh songs. yeah. Well, I like how we had to, you know, we had to redo your camera for that. Yes. So we could actually get us playing the instruments. Also, we had to get the mic positioned because when you're trying to play the drums and stream, <laughs> it's just nothing but like, whack, whack, bop, 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 bop. It's like, oh, God. Even just the guitar, like, at, like my, my Guitar Hero guitar is so squeaky. You just hear, like, the squeaking in, yep. the, in the VOD, like. It's great. It's great. Yeah. So. And, you know, it, trying to play DJ Hero where I had to do, like, the crotch camera because the <laughs> turntable was in my lap. So I just had to, like, shove it, shove the camera nope. onto my lap, essentially. <laughs> don't say, don't say that. Thigh camera? Is that better? It, it, the peripherals make it difficult at times to handle things. Where do you put the drum set? Having the yeah. the uh, guitars. Of, that's another thing that happened when we play a lot of this game. My shoulder starts aching when I play a lot of guitar. Yeah. And, and my shins die after playing the drums for a while. Like I, Oh, yeah, with brutal. the bass drum. With the bass drum, because <laughs> there's a bass drum. That's the fun thing about the, the drum set itself. It has the four pads. You can get up to three cymbals and a bass drum. And so... There's a lot going on on the drums. There's a lot. It's and it is very cathartic to play, especially when you do well. As I said in a rose, I literally broke drumsticks. <laughs> I was getting so into it, like it's so much fun it's to just play that drum set. I mean, it's so much fun to play the guitar. Like, I, it's, uh, it's 
it was the kill by 30 seconds to mars that i forgot was on world tour and it was like i, I so forgot happy. yeah it's <laughs> i think producer kyle was like this might be the most joy i've seen on this stream ever yep. it's like you you're probably not wrong <laughs> also so- i realized i hold my mouth open when you I'm do. getting super into it. like <laughs> So I'm just sitting there playing the guitar with my mouth wide open. So you probably do when you're gaming too, but normally your your camera's a lot smaller, so we can't tell. Well, and producer Lisa just brought up this, like the number of times that I take pictures of you actually playing the guitar, your mouth is just hanging wide open. So <laughs> I guess that's just what I do when I play the guitar. When you're really into it. When I'm really into it, yeah. I know. So overall, I, th- I think... It's not a complicated style of games. It's just a lot of fun. I think we need to sum up. Chris, what is your final score for Guitar Hero, Rock Band, DJ Hero, all of the above? It's a nine and a half. Like, there are problems with summer peripheries, but, like, going back and playing it, I didn't realize just how many Guitar Hero games I have. I think I have four Guitar Hero games. I have Guitar Hero 2, Guitar Hero 3, Legends of Rock, Guitar Hero World Tour, Guitar Hero Metallica, and DJ Hero. That's many. That's how many of those games that I have. That's like, impressive, actually. Yeah, I. I love playing. I mean, I love playing music. I am a musician, so of yeah. course, video games and music is phenomenal. And I mean, if you listen to any episode of this podcast, we always rave about the music when there's good music. Right. So clearly, we 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 are music oriented on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. So so what about you? What is your what is your final score? I give it an eight and a half. I think the difficulty of sometimes the periphery not the periphery. The difficulty <laughs> the peripherals will will set up is annoying at times. Trying to get, like you said, the calibration. I'm glad they have that available, but yeah. it can still be really frustrating at times trying to calibrate and get it right. Or when you're off as soon as I'm off in a song, I'm so doomed, and that is so yeah. frustrating because this is where being, I guess, slightly musically inclined can be detrimental because I'll hit extra keys because I know they're there. I know there's another rhythm spot there. Yeah, and you just get off the timing or you get off your to you get off your home row right. in, the, in the keyboard sense, doomed. like, and then you're just, doomed. yeah. And as much as it's nice that they constantly are updating their music library and adding new songs... I see it as the money grab that it is because they're $2 oh, a song. Yeah. I've bought way too many of them already. <laughs> and I see what they're doing to me and I'm going to probably keep doing it, but I don't like them for it. That was one of the main criticisms of Guitar Hero was that they was just like they were releasing more games, but it was just blatantly a cash grab. Mm-hmm. But overall, it's fun. It's a party game. It's a game yeah. that you have people over for and you play it and you just have fun and that's the best part of it it's so cathartic to get it right to just for me it's at home karaoke basically i can belt things out yeah. and no one can make fun of me for how badly i'm singing and i could just get get it out and it's fun so i i really like the game eight and a half out of ten it's not perfect but it doesn't need to be it's just fun i was at a buddy of mine's place in in college or immediately after college it was a party mm-hmm. and i'm playing a game and we had turned fail off I'm completely Uh-oh. not playing it correctly at all, but I was having the time of my life <laughs> and I didn't care. Like that's, that's that what matters. these games are. Like yeah. So I gave it a nine and a half. You gave it an eight and a half. We both gave it a nine for a rose and an eight predicted. So we been went in different ways. Still I mean, 
it's still rated well. Like, yeah. would you suggest playing it? I mean, we said how hard it is to get these pieces now. The, like, the most difficult if you part have it, don't give it away. Yeah. yeah. If you have it, don't give it away. You can clean your parts. There are tutorials online to make them work a little bit better. You can send have them to producer Kyle and they'll and he'll clean them for you for a small fee, I'm sure. I, it, and <laughs> if you find other rhythm games out there, there's some online ones that are kind of like a mix of DDR and stuff like that. They're, it's all in that same realm. They're so much fun. Have some fun with it. Play some rhythm games. We literally just started playing, or you started playing, Cadence of Hyrule, which is... That's kind of a mix of a rhythm game and an adventure game. That's so. a true. That's a good point. So yeah. have some fun. Play some rhythm games. Just just go out and have fun. I, I recommend it. If you can get a chance to play them, if you see it in an arcade, have fun. Go play some Guitar Hero. Yes. So now that we're wrapping up our, our multi-game, multi-coverage uh, of, of rhythm games, Chris, what's the next episode going to be covering? Our next episode is going to be covering Super Bonk for the SNES, which I don't know how to transition between rhythm games and super bonk. Nope, there's no transition. It's an old game that probably no one's heard about it. Woo! And if you play it, spoilers, it is it is a trip. So <laughs> looking forward to talking about this game. Woo! Uh, thanks, as always, to all of our listeners and everyone who comes out and watches us on Twitch and interacts with us on social media. Again, GWGW Show. We really love chatting with you in any way we can. It's a ton of fun. We will be streaming more. We're going to try to, again, when that. when you're, when you're we're, we're trying to play like DS games and rhythm games that are going to be immediately copyright struck. <laughs> it's hard to stream some of those games. But we are going to try to We are going to try to start streaming more often. Big thanks to to all you guys. Big thanks to our producers, making sure we we say the right things. And when we're we're desperate for facts, they'll look that stuff up for us. <laughs> so couldn't do it without them. Couldn't do it without you guys. Thanks again. Look forward to some non regular episodes coming up as well as Super Bonk. So those will be appearing in your timeline. A good way to know if a new episode's come out is follow us on social media or subscribe and follow to us on your podcasting platform of choice. That way you get little notifications because we will be having these random episodes popping up. So that's a good way to follow. Spotify now has polls, which is interesting and something that is I'm going to try to try to do as well as you can write specific notes on episodes of something you like or not we just figured that out so if you do that we'd love to hear from you there so wherever you can communicate with us we'd love to hear from you with all that being said thank you everyone thanks so much for hanging out and say goodbye chris goodbye chris Meatly, 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 meatly. You're saying that I know you're do, you're referencing Aqua Team, but I'm thinking of Strong Bad from Homestar so the, Runner. Meatly, meatly, I think is Strong Bad, and the yeah, Widdly Wah is. Yeah, it's meatly, 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 meatly. I love Strong Bad. Widdly Wah, Widdly Wah was was Aqua Team.